Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Air Gun Experience, where we talk to people across the world from all different genres about their experience in life and, of course, in the air gun world. Now, of course, you guys know, make sure you follow, subscribe, click those bells so when we put new podcasts out, new videos on YouTube, things like that, that you get all the dings and emails so you know where to come and check out all the greatest information in the air gun world. So today we have got a great episode. As you know, the Air Gunner Challenge is starting to air this month in September. And so we are going through and meeting all the new contestants who are all outside of the air gun world and all in the firearms industry as some sort of influencer in some capacity. And today we are joined by the one and only Mr. Bobby Bushcraft. Bobby. <laughs> Thanks, Rossi. How you doing, Good brother? To see you. Good to see you. It's good to see you too, man. Haven't actually seen you since the challenge. How has life been for you post challenge? What are you up to? Super busy. A lot of traveling. A lot of photos. Running gun, shooting photos. So, talk to me about your experience uh, a little bit in life. You are retired. You were in uh, military and the police, both. Right. Tell me about all of it, and then what you do now in you know so called retirement. So ever since I was a young kid, I always wanted to be a police officer. Um, you know, I was in, uh, had a great time as a kid, Boy Scouts, guns, archery, knives, got really big into knives and guns. Eventually I joined the military. I go, uh, love that, do that for five years. As soon as I got out, I got hired onto a, a pretty large, one of the large police departments here in the country. And um, I re- spent 24 years there. Wow. And uh, so it was a lot of training, a lot of the, the guns were, uh, you know, not that guns are a big part of policing, but they really are. And we were lucky enough to be one of those departments that actually uh, did a lot of training, much more than other departments. Um, one of the good things about that department was they spent the money on the training. And, you know, most departments will go just do some in-service training. They'll go qualify once a year at the range. And that's about all they get. But we were doing that at least four times a year, if not more. And there was opportunity to do it and shoot as much as you wanted to. And it, and it was also lucky enough that we lived close to Blackwater. So I was always at Blackwater for 18 years or so. I was at Blackwater all the time, you know, doing some type of training or classes or w- whether it's rifle, pistol, shotgun, long range, uh, you know, less than lethal uh, driving courses, whatever it is, they, they had it all there. I, I don't know if they still do, but it was a, it was a great training facility. Well, that's awesome. And obviously that's what led you to uh, be able to be a contestant on the Air Gunner Challenge, just overall shooting experience, shooting knowledge. Before you came on the Air Gunner Challenge, what was your knowledge and or experience with air guns? Nothing. <laughs> no, really. Come other on, than, not even a BB than, gun no, when you were a yeah, kid. Well, yeah, B, yeah, BB gun. Yeah, BB gun for sure. For sure, everyone had a BB gun, but uh, not the air guns that were shooting on the challenge. They're totally <laughs> different. That's a different animal. They are really like I didn't know anything about them. I don't own one. Didn't own one. You know, even use any really until the challenge. So I was uh, pretty impressed with uh, the quality and what those can do. You know, it, I mean you. You don't even need a. In some cases, you could 
forego a handgun or a rifle and you could use a rifle to one of those air guns to uh, get whatever you want, even a elephant if you want yeah. to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We don't recommend shooting an elephant, no. but <laughs> if it if if it came down to it, maybe a dinosaur, uh you an see, air gun El- would El- actually El- work. El- Elmer Fudd with the double barrel <laughs> air gun. A double barrel elephant. <laughs> yeah, and those are actually exist now. There are double barrel yeah. shotguns and slug guns and arrow guns, and uh, you got a chance to shoot a, a lot of those. Oh, yeah, a lot. but the funny thing is, you know, you laugh about that. Like, I mean, obviously BB guns, but that's what a lot of people still think when we say air guns. That's what they think we're talking about. Like BB guns, we had right. when we were kids. That, they think you know, like Ralphie a toy. almost shut his eye out with. Right, right. They think of it as a toy. Yeah. And they're not because these things will they they will kill you. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Uh, they're really they're they're really they're awesome though. I was very impressed. You know, some of the, especially the uh, the higher end ones, the higher end are just really really unbelievable. When we were shooting match heads at distance off of top of a match with a with a pellet, you know, with a gun. Air, uh, come on, that's crazy. Right. The, yeah. Trick shots. I mean, you guys are shooting pills off balloons. You're splitting cards at fifty right. yards. You're Shooting right. popsicle sticks at 75 yards. I mean, it's it's what these things are capable of. Are- so much fun. What was your biggest surprise? Biggest surprise when you, when you finally got there, you kind of come in. Well, well like, the biggest surprise okay. was that I was it, that you said I'm in the show. Because I didn't come <laughs> there to be in the show. I, did, I wasn't one of the original. I showed up to do photography. And then well, you're like, true. hey. A lot of like, people hey, don't know. Somebody, we- some, somebody's sick. Somebody went yeah, down a day before we started shooting. And uh, yeah. I mean, look, you, you've got military experience. You're a uh, retired police officer, you know? So it was, it was a great uh, addition to the, to the cast. That yeah, was fun. Once you get into it, uh, did you know a lot of those shooters, any of those shooters? Were you well, intimidated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you, what was your no, thoughts going into the competition? No, I mean, I've been, I've been all over the place, all over the country with Amber, um, friends with, you know, April. Mm-hmm. Um, before and uh, you know, it's, no, you know, you know, you know, from the from the very beginning though, Nick was the like Nick is the guy. I mean, he's the he was just the guy that you know he was the guy. It was like he's gonna unless he does something absolutely crazy, he hurts himself or does something bad. Like he knew that he was gonna win. Well, and that's the beauty of why you guys got watch the show because the question is, did he right. do anything? Right. Did he, he just that was everybody everybody was beating everybody, you know, everybody was on. Everyone was like, yeah. Oh, he's going to win. That's it. It's going to be Nick. It's going to be Nick. <laughs> but you know what? It it doesn't matter how good you are because during one of running to whatever evolution you're doing, you go into running and he stepped in one of those holes out there in the grass, could have twisted his ankle, could have other people were getting injured, their shoulders were going down. Yeah. And, so right? much and so you happened. just never know. You so never much know. happened this season that, uh, man, I cannot wait for this season to air because it, it, I always, I always love, you got to love the front runner, right? You got to love the guy from, yep. I mean, and it's so funny because from episode one, in all the interviews, everyone's just like, "Oh, like he's got to beat Nick, got to beat Nick." That's and right. then, and then he kept playing it down, though. He kept like, he's like, "No, and right, and the whole yeah. time he's like, oh, yeah. I, I only shoot pistols. I only sh- I don't shoot. I'm not a rifle shooter. I'm not a this shooter.'" And I'm like, I go back and I look at his videos, and he shoot rifle all the time. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, what you what you learn is <laughs> is what he does not like to do is move and shoot, and he does not like to. 
lay on the ground. He does not like to kneel. He does not like <laughs> to do all the things that we made him do. So watching him get out of his comfort zone uh, and freak out a little bit is, is, is funny. You're going to, you're going to enjoy seeing the other side of it. I'll tell you. Um, yeah. So coming, coming back to the, the guns in, in general, um, from a firearms guy, from a guy who's just like, like you said, you've probably shot everything under the sun from your military mm-hmm. and police experience. What are some of your takeaways from air guns, what they are, what they can do, what people should know about them that, that have no idea about air guns? Well, and, and one of the things that I took away was it's amazing, as we were stating earlier, that uh, what the, the quality of the way they're made and what they can accomplish and do for you. And you, you could just go buy them. It's not like you need to go fill out a federal form. Right. You could just, it's not even like, you know, everybody talked about Second Amendment and we need to, oh, we got to get rid of, all you know, the people on, some people on the left, and, you know, we got to get rid of guns. We got to, you know, they're dangerous. Look at what happened just recently in um, New Mexico. The governor yeah. said, we're going to, you know, we're just going to, you know, give a pass we're gonna, on the Second Amendment for right take, now. We're just going to take gonna, away you know, that you're right. Take a break. Good. Yeah. It's so, a, you know, but all that stuff. For air guns, it doesn't pertain to air guns because you could just go buy an air gun and have it shipped to your house. Yeah. And these air guns are like, they're just, they're extremely accurate, extremely powerful, depending on which one and what caliber. Um, very, very impressed with what they can do. Some of the stuff that was a little bit more, and, and when you're talking long distance shooting, wind is always a factor. Sure. And wind is a huge factor, especially in air guns, because those pellets are so, you know, they're so light. Mm-hmm. They're, well, they're, they're super light. Yeah. And so, of course, and, and, there's, you know, there's there's these these 50 yeah, cal, yeah. The, you know, the, yeah. 350 grain slugs that, that as well. But on, on the lower calibers, right. you're, you're definitely looking yeah. at a, a smaller. So, so wind was a big factor, especially on a lot of the challenges that we were doing. You really yeah. had to you had to compensate for wind more so than you do. With, you know, like a, if you're shooting a 7.62, uh, sure. you know, you're shooting a 308, 338, I mean, you have to adjust for wind, but you're at a much greater distance. But at the distances, even we were at 100, 200. And, uh, you know, you had to really think about uh, or see where that wind was coming from. Yeah, for those of you listening that don't know or unaware what we're talking about, we're talking air guns, and we're not talking break barrels. We're not talking those pump-up guns you had when you were little. We're talking about a new... <laughs> type of air gun that's out that's, that's called a PCP, a pre-charged pneumatic. And these guns have 3,000 to 5,000 PSI on board. And then they range everything from 177 mm-hmm. and 22, 25, 30, 357, 45 caliber, 50 caliber, 62 caliber. And there's even a 72 caliber air gun out there that shoots a 1,500 grain slug, which for, is- For killing, for killing dinosaurs. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's unbelievable how powerful that gun is. Um, and, and everything is subsonic. All those, all those projectiles are moving, moving mm-hmm. at, at subsonic speeds. So in the That's 800, the 900, a thousand feet per second world, and which gives you a lot of control in it, but which makes it more susceptible to wind and elevation, things like that. Uh, Bobby came into the competition really, again, unexpected, was just going to take some pictures, do some photos, because that's what you do for a living now in your mm-hmm. in your retired state. You're a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Tell me a little bit about that. What, what, what do you what do you what do you take pictures of? What are your favorite things to take I, pictures of? What, what are, where does I your do, photography life list li- like, li- live? I, I pretty much do everything but weddings. 
most of the time. <laughs> no, no weddings. Um, BobbyBushCraftWeddings.com if you guys have an no, upcoming wedding. No, no weddings. Um, celebrities, politicians, um, a lot of stuff with uh, campaigning, you know, following the various campaigns around. Um, I do do portraits and landscape. And depending on whoever calls, I book myself accordingly, and I travel all over the country doing photos. Okay. And this is, uh, is this something you did before you retired and you finally got to get a chance to do it full time? Or is that something you just kind of picked up later in life? I was always into it as a kid. I really liked, uh, I was into photography back then, you know, back then you had dark rooms and you had to develop your own film if you really got into it. And and then I did take some. I've uh, never, ever done. I'm not that old. I have no idea. Sorry. I've seen it in movies, but I have no idea. I forgot. <laughs> you shake. I would shake the Polaroid, right? Shake, shake the Polaroid. Uh, no. Or just turn in the little cassette and say, you need, "I'll pick you my need to go YouTube. Up in three days. You need to go YouTube it." <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually black room develop yes. pictures? Dark, yeah, dark room. You. Oh, dark room. So sure, not black room. room. I was thinking like a rave. That was more my. Yeah. Speed. No, that's right. Right. With all <laughs> with the UV light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so it's funny. Okay. You know, it was a ho- I turned a hobby into just doing something that I like to do now, and it's just all, you know, I don't advertise or anything. It's all word of mouth. I just sure. I get calls, say, "Hey, what's your schedule like? Come on out." And uh, I travel. <laughs> I just got back from D.C., Florida. I'm going back to Florida. I, I, I travel all over Texas, Utah. I mean, uh, L.A. I'm in L.A. a lot. Okay. I love it. Do you still get a chance to shoot? Do you still get a chance? Yeah, I to- shoot here. I, I live in the number one state for guns, man. Come on. Yeah. Arizona. Arizona's number one. Number one ranked. Open, concealed. There's outdoor ranges all over the place. You can shoot out in the desert. You uh, yeah. And tons of indoor ranges. Um, numerous clubs. But yeah, I shoot like once a month. Um, every about once a month. I'm I, I'm a member of Scottsdale Gun Club. Oh, so, nice. Um, yeah. So I, I shoot like once, at least once a month. I shoot. What's your favorite thing to shoot? Are you a pistol guy? You rifle my, guy? Long distance? Favorite, no, my fa- you know the favorite, the most, the fun things to shoot are the sub guns or the, or the PCCs, the mm-hmm. you know, the not the suppressed nine millimeter, you know the MP5s, sure, the the ARs, Ro- Ronin Arms. Let me tell you something. Ronin Arms makes the best suppressed nine millimeter sub gun on the planet, and it is just so much fun to shoot. Okay, there it is, right there. There it is, straight from Bobby Bushcraft. Have <laughs> you, since the show, have you gotten an air gun? Yes, I do. I, I have the Umarex. Yes, I have a Umarex. Ah, what do you have? Yeah, uh, the the rifle. The, I forget the number. I forget the name of it. I got it the, from. I uh, got it from. Got it from uh, Nat Warfare. Got okay. It from what what caliber? Like a, like a like a twenty five, twenty two, thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Uh, I bet you have the Octane. Uh, no. so Amber has no Amber has Amber has it too. I think Umarex sent Amber like a bunch of. Uh, they sent her like three or four guns. I bet you have the Gauntlet Thirty. I bet that's what you have. The Umarex Gauntlet Thirty. Does that sound Maybe. familiar? Maybe. So thirty cal. So that gun. That gun. Well, it can't shoot these. These are one hundred and fifty-five grain, three hundred eight. Slugs. See, what a lot of people don't know is air guns. Now, of course, they shoot pellets. That's that's what. Do air you have, do you have BBs there? Do you have BBs there? With you? Just just put that put up that put up a BB next to one of those things. A BB. To show people the difference. I don't actually like a BB think or small. I 
You're gonna. No. This is actually. A, we're, I'm not realizing this is a sad thing I'm about to say. I don't think I own a BB gun. Wow. Well, I'm going to send you a Red Rider for Christmas. You know, it's funny though. At my dad's house in my garage, because I gave it to my nephew when he was younger. I have my original Daisy Red Rider BB gun. That I actually do have. Just not here. In here, I've got 50 cals, full autos, 22s, 45s. I mean, I'm looking at 150 guns. Yeah. I don't have a BB gun. So I know I do not have any. That is very sad. I'm very sad. Right I I you just got to be able to put them up to show the difference in the size and what they shoot. Well, I mean, well, you, have a, a, you, have a, you have a 1 7, right? Yeah. So here's a, I mean, again, for, for those listening, it's, this is going to be tough for you guys, but for those of you watching, this is what you're used to shooting is a 177. It's about the size of a P, really. <laughs> and then we shoot like this 50 yeah. cal. So 177, yeah. 50 cal. And this is a small 50 cal. This is a, I mean, I've got bigger. This is only a 250 grain slug. When I hunt, I shoot a 350 and I have 500 grain mm-hmm. slugs that are a little bit longer. Some of these slugs are starting to come out uh, more of a point. Uh, you're starting mm-hmm. to see in like the 30 cows, the 22s and 25. Some of those slugs are starting to come shaped more like a bullet. They're starting to add more of a twist rate in some of these air guns. You know, the big, the big, the difficult thing with air guns right now is there's just there's just no consistency or or standard in any air gun. So any company yep. can come out with a different twist rate, a different mm-hmm. bullet or a different slug or pellet that goes with that gun. Some people have slug barrels, some people have smooth bores. And, and so you're always kind of like banging your head against the wall like what pellet works with right. this gun? So that was one of the things that was making me that was that that was one of the more challenging things during the challenge. Yeah. Was the fact that each company of the gun, like whoever manufactured said gun, right, they all had a different loading feeding mechanism. Like so you had to learn all these different like this, nope, that's not the way this one goes. Nope, this one goes reverse. Nope, yeah. this is the one you hold this here, like they were all different. Every one of them, you know, and it that's, was like, man, this, I wish they would standardize something. I agree. And we actually, that's something we talk about all the time. I, I wish they would standardize. I mean, dude, back in the day and back in the day, three years ago, every gun came with a fill probe. Bobby, look at this. Every right. gun came with a fill probe that somewhere you stuck into a hole mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the gun. Every single gun. So yep. you, I mean, I, I'm looking, here's a case of. 15 fill probes and every single one of them is a different they're not labeled they don't tell you what gun they go with right you have to put a foster fitting on every one of them or you'd have one on your air hose just literally in the past two years that they started putting foster fittings on 95 percent of the air guns so that i i have been and i can't tell you how many times i've been in the woods and i had to have a case like this with 15 fill probes and not have the one that went to the gun. I would. I had traveled wherever to go hunting with and have the and have the wrong fill probe or so aggravating. An O ring would break, or you'd lose the freaking fill probe, and then you're just like, "No, I can't do anything." So finally, right. I mean, some of these things are starting to become standard. Um, but I mean, that's a that's a that's a minimal thing, right? The yep. magazines, the loading. 
the capacity, the the twist rate, the barrel. I'll, I'll tell you, the, some of them, some of them had some pretty phenomenal triggers too. Though I'll tell you, on the, I was pretty impressed with the higher end ones. Man, they had not not all of them. Some of them had some crappy triggers. Yeah, <laughs> but some of those some of those air guns had some really good triggers. Well, like that gun you have, the Umarex Gauntlet 30 cal. Great gun. That's a great gun. It's a $700 gun. This gun is a $4,000 gun. This yeah. is a $2,500 gun. I mean... The, the, the FX guns were just like out there. They were so good. Yeah, and, and FX is, is, was, was your sponsor there. You, you kind of got... I don't want to say lucky, but uh, well, well chosen right there because they they carry the twenty five hundred, the three thousand dollar guns, and that's before you start putting rails and scopes and you know bipods and stuff like that. I mean, right. it's a five hundred dollar bipod. You know, scopes run anywhere from five hundred to five thousand, depending on what yep. you want on it. Um, so I, it's, I, I it's amazing. Know- it's amazing too. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but real quick, that air gun. They also have automatic air guns. Yeah, full fifty state full auto, fifty state full auto, fifty state full auto. So you can't have an automatic. You can't own an automatic gun, right? You can't have uh, yeah. an automatic gun, but you could have an automatic air gun. And that one Hotson Blitz that we use in the competition. I mean, that just shoots a thirty cal, and it's got a twenty-eight round rotary mag. I mean, if that thing is like the most fun thing, I could shoot that thing all day. Yeah. And yeah, John it costs was lucky. a fraction. I mean, a pellet costs a penny. You know, for five, six bucks, you get 500 rounds in a, in a, right. in a 10. So, right. And air, of course, is, you know, free for the most part. Right. But you have to find that air source. That's where, I, that's where it gets a little tricky. Um, what was your favorite competition? Without giving away anything, obviously, that happened in the show. I, I think, what you was know, your favorite I, competition? And what were your thoughts oh. on some of the other competitors uh, besides Nick? Probably two, you know, there was, I think that when we were doing all the trick shots, yeah, the trick shots was, a. it really was a lot of fun because when you first uh, see what you're supposedly have to do, you're thinking to yourself, come on, man, there's no, what, what does he want to do? And then when you get and you start doing it and as you're clearing all the, all the shots, you're like, man, this is fun. This is like, this is the, it's like. Some people might like or might not like golf, right? If you play golf, the, the, the attraction to playing golf, it keeps you coming back, hitting that perfect shot yeah. and getting the ball to go where you want it to go makes you keep coming back wanting to play more. Sure. That's the same thing with this. As you're shooting, you're, you're lining up those shots, and as you're looking at those shots and you're, you're taking a little match head off somewhere, it's like, you know, holy smokes. Yeah, I mean, when you guys are, you know, when you're, one of my favorite shots is, obviously my favorite shot of that is when, and it's a tough shot, but spinning the beer bottle cap off of a beer without Mm -hmm. breaking the bottle. That is such a, because you can't just hit the cap. You have to literally catch the, 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 that, that part with the, the, that, that digs into your hand with the skirt of the pellet and spin it off. And when it happens, you're just like shooting paintballs off of a tee without touching the tee, shooting a, a Tylenol off the top of a light bulb. That, that was fun. Without breaking the light bulb. Like that is insane. Right. And that's what makes you keep coming back. That's yeah. what, It's like, man, I got to do this. I got to do it again. And I want to do it again and keep doing it. You know, um, I think, you know, inside too, you know, one of the other, one of the really good fun ones was when the uh, light, was it called lights out? Is that what was it called? Oh, when yes. Inside in the, in the dark. Using the AGM night vision, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a six-hour six challenge. 
Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was the first time we've been trying to do an in the dark competition forever. Luckily, our uh, one of our sponsors, AGM, made that possible. Uh, they have a lot. They mainly do thermal scopes, obviously, but um, they have that night vision. And watching you guys run around the dark with the laser pointers, we had we mm-hmm. filled that room with smoke so we could see the lasers like moving yeah. around. I mean, when you actually see that episode, you're just going to be like, because we were using thermal it was, cameras. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. That was a, that Again, came down to the wire. Oh my gosh. That was girls against guys. It came down to the wire. Right. And that's another thing you were talking about the competitors. Don't underestimate females because they are some good shooters. Like well, I mean, really let's good talk shooters. About, yeah. Let's talk about these females. I mean, first of all, your friend Amber army mm-hmm. for tons of years, survivalist mm-hmm. alligator hunter. I mean, she's right. like scary competitive and like, a really good shooter. Right. Same thing. She's phenomenal at everything she does. Cause she, you know, they strive to do women. I think, and I, I say this all the time, even here shooting, taking women to shoot here. Uh, I've never shot before. They're better listeners. Um, they seem to sure. pick it up better. You tell them this is what you need to do and they do it. They don't have that toll. Um, I know what I'm doing or I've done this or I've done, they, you know, they always want to learn and they'll sit and listen to what you have to say and then they'll be able to apply it. So I think that they, from the beginning, I think they're better shooters most of the time. Well, I will tell you this. One thing I've learned over four seasons of the air gunner challenge is that hands down women are better offhand shooters mm-hmm. than men, men, more muscles, more, they're a little tighter. Like women are just, they're looser, they're, they're, they're calmer and they can get mm-hmm. into a very calm setting. It's so funny how many times I've seen a female shooter who was not near the shooter overall as the man. And then when it comes down to like a head to head competition or something like that, the female pulls it off because they're yeah. better standing offhand. A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Talk to me about Nina and yeah. Kayla Nina's and April. What'd you think about those ladies? They're all awesome, all of them, you know, and every one of them, you know, and, and well, I'm not without giving stuff away about the show, but you'll see, you'll see, you know, it's it's surprising towards the end of the competition who's still around. Yes, and, it uh, is. Yes, and it is. And it's, you know, like Nina, can, you know, she is a phenomenal, everything she does as far as hunting goes, whether it's hunting, you know, she does turkey hunting, deer hunting, whatever yeah. she goes to do, she's just like phenomenal at and the same thing, like Kayla, like I think Kayla fishes like every day. She goes fishing or Pretty much. is out ar- archery hunting or whatever she's doing up in the mountain, you know, all awesome. April too. April is, you know, April surprised. She, I think she surprised a lot of people. I mean, she, uh, there was a couple yeah. of clutch shots that she came in with at the like, end. Some of those uh, on some of the head to head. Yeah. Which was really good. Um, talk to me about your, your, your fellow male competitors, uh, John Keys, of course, Ray yeah. Cash. John, John's great. Love John. I just, I was just with John a couple of weeks ago in uh, Virginia. Nice. Uh, he had his event. He did a big event out there with Excalibur. Um, okay. John's a great guy. For Guns Out um, TV and, and uh, all yeah, his stuff. Guns yeah. Out TV. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, Ray's great. Ray, you know, I spent a lot of time. I think I went out to eat with Ray every night after we competed. Like every night we went out to eat. Yeah. Spent a lot of time with Ray. And I, you know, Ray is a great guy. He is somebody that he doesn't, you don't think, like when you see him or you talk to him or you first meet him, he might be a little bit too much. 
he's too much. He's, he's, he's a handful. Yeah. But when you get to know him, if you're one-on-one, he's a super awesome dude. Ray is, Ray is two different people. Ray has that Navy seal, big beefy, kind of short, you know, tatted up, like just can do a billion push-ups. Like I'm going to stomp on your face. But then he has this whole, yeah. And then he has this whole world where he educates youth and, and brings up young men and, and, and helps them be the, the men they can be without being, you know, jackasses. And then you sit with him and you start talking about his wife and his daughter right. and his, and right. his, his newfound uh, relationship with Christ and, you know, all stuff. And it's just, right. You, right. this guy opens up like an onion and you're like, Oh my gosh, like what a, yeah, he's what such a, a nice sweet guy. guy. Yeah, he is. But he will intimidate the hell out of you when you first meet him. Right, right. When you first meet him or you watch some of his videos of the courses that he does. Yeah. He's like a, you know, he's a, he's a drill sergeant. A hundred percent. Like, and naturally, I'm sure he wakes up and he's like, yeah. yeah. yeah like, he oh, does. He does. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, man, I'll tell you this. It's coming up. The uh, the Air Gunner Challenge, Aaron on the Outdoor Channel. Uh, I don't know exactly when this is going to air, so maybe it's Aaron right now every Wednesday night. Check it out. Uh, it is going to be a phenomenal season, and we are getting excited about it. And uh, if you're already watching, it's Aaron right now. You know how exciting it is. So make sure you go to AmericanAirGunner.com. Check us out on social media across the board at American Air Gunner and find out where you can see the air gunner challenge, Bobby, any last words for those people out there that have nothing to do with air guns? Don't know anything about air guns. A, why should they watch the show and B, why should they look into air guns? Definitely look into them. Um, I was definitely surprised by them and, uh, they're a lot of fun. Once you get into it, they're much less expensive than having to shoot a bunch of bullets. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're most of the time, the firearms are a little less expensive than actual firearms. So, you know, because, well, they're not a firearm. They're an air fire, air gun. They're just <laughs> and uh, they're, not a firearm. They're just, they're not a firearm. They're an air gun, but they look like a firearm. And they could do what a firearm does most of the time. Don't say that out loud, Bobby. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> so they're, they're awesome. You got to go check them out. Get one. Try one. Um, I think it would be a new addiction for you. What's great, you could shoot them inside and outside. Without, I mean, you do need a good backstop, but not like you do it in indoor range where they have all all the materials and the steel and and you, the exhaust that you need right. for all the powder and whatnot. You don't need any of that. Most of the time, you don't even need hearing protection. So, Except for the big boys, uh, yeah. I mean, I shoot in my yep. I shoot in this warehouse in my office all the time. It's crazy. Yep, it's fun. Well. Find uh, you guys can follow Bobby Bushcraft at Bobby Bushcraft pretty much across the board. Um, Check him out. Check out his photography. This guy is all over the place. He's in all kinds of firearms. I mean, he shoots with everybody. He knows everybody. He's a great guy to follow and and, and has a lot of adventures. So uh, make sure you watch the Air Gunner Challenge on the Outdoor Channel. Make sure to subscribe. Everything American Air Gunner. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time, Bobby. We'll see you soon, sir. See you, Ross.